Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And now it's time for the Scores Bears postgame show with Mully from the Mully and Haw Show and former Bears long-snapping Iron Man Patrick Manley on Sports Radio 670 The Score, Chicago's home for Bears fans, always live on the free Odyssey app. Oh boy, oh boy, it was uh, close, but uh, but no cigar for the Chicago Bears. They played a good game and they caught the right team at the right time, but unfortunately, Patrick, uh, not to be today. No, it's unfortunate. It really is unfortunate because we we were going to this game right, knowing or expecting them to lose. I picked them to lose big, 41 to 17, but I do have to pat them on the back for their effort, and I think that's one thing we wanted to see, and we talked about that in the pregame of what is Coach Eberflus? Are these guys still going to buy into him? How are they going to deal with this final four-game stretch? They played their butt off. Defensively, I thought they played their butt off. I was impressed with the front four. Um, you know, they didn't really get to Jalen Hurts, but they caused some pressure. Uh, had him moving out of the pocket to have some inaccurate passes. And then Jalen Johnson, what a game. What a wild game. I mean, that, unfortunately, that one throw to A.J. Brown there in the fourth quarter beats him. Um, had one also as well, but had some amazing plays. But overall, I just I, I was really impressed with with how the defense played uh, with their effort. And they're, they're just outmanned. I mean, we see that right now with when they're going against teams like the Eagles and then we'll see the Bills next week, that talent just won today. They gave all the effort they could. I thought they played extremely hard um, on both sides of the ball. The offensive line struggled in the first half with giving up six sacks. Cody Whitehair had a really, really tough yeah. day. Um, but, you know, it's just one of those games. I just pat him on the back say, you know, it's like little brother versus big brother. You know, you're probably going to lose, but just keep fighting. And they did and they lost. And it was – um, what was it was what, what was expected, but um, you know I'm sure we'll break it down more. But it's just disappointing. I feel bad for those guys. You know, seventh loss in a row, uh, coming That's off the hard. bye again, losing yep. another one. It's really hard. Um, but you know, I think the other big storyline is injuries, right? With oh, Sanborn terrible. going out, St. Brown, Jenkins. Yep. Hopefully he's okay. And Boy, then feels he his look, injury and then come back. Pat, yeah, it did. Really it did. It's scary, scary, Molly. So yeah. Yeah. you know that, that's kind of the way I sum it up. But um, it's what we thought was going to happen, but I'm just I'm encouraged with the way these guys are playing. That means to me that locker room is together, and they're trying their butt off to get a win, but they just don't have the talent right now. Right, and you know, again, I think Mike Pennell had a really yes. good game. Mm-hmm. Congratulations to him. We saw something from the defensive line. It's been a while. Um, you know, uh, Kyler Gordon, you called it. He got the interception. <laughs> Congratulations, Brisker. 
having him back is a big deal. I thought that uh, Jalen Johnson, that was a battle yes. all game long. And, uh, and man, did, uh, did, did uh, a couple of those passes didn't matter what you did defensively. I no. mean, th- that ball was perfectly placed a couple times by Jalen Hurts, and uh, I don't know what you're supposed to do on that. It was just extraordinary. But even though he was a 300-yard passer, he threw two picks, Hurts, mm-hmm. and uh, congratulations to the defense for, for doing that. Valus Jones fumbling uh, yeah. on that play. I got to tell you, that it was kind of a tipping point. I don't know why, but that really triggered me. Um, just because you had a, the ball in a good spot, sure. and then you, 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 know, you give the ball to this guy, and really, that's – yeah, that's what you can do. Uh, that's not good enough. No, and the coaches, I mean, it's ball security. You can't play unless you can control the ball. He's not done that. He's shown that in the punt game and obviously on that that play. And that's his play. That's a gadget play, right? That's what he's supposedly yes. going to be good at. And he can't secure the ball. And it's 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 unfortunate. We also got to see Alex Leatherwood. Yep. Thank God we didn't get to see that much of him. But right. I tell you what, we wouldn't have Justin Fields' long run if we didn't have Alex Leatherwood <laughs> because he got beat so bad. <laughs> <laughs> but that run by Justin Fields, man, he's just – I stood up off my couch. My daughter I walked agree. in the room right at that yeah. time, and we are like, what the blank? You know, like, holy – it was unbelievable. He's just – he's an exceptional athlete, and he's, he's must-see must TV on Sunday because something like that is always going to happen. That was really amazing, and, you know – I, I felt it was Tiki Tack. I know he stepped out of bounds. I know. But come on, you know. But I thought, I thought the uh, I thought the announcers said it right. They're like, I oh, just let that one slide because it yeah, was so exactly. good. <laughs> but I mean, you know, you you think about it. You have a 17-yard sack. You have mm. him get crushed for 17-yard loss, and and the ball bounces out and it's there. And and I mean, it felt like that ball was unclaimed for a very long time. You get the ball back. And then he pulls off that miracle run where he he pulls out of another sack and somehow yes. uh, gets down to the nine as they as they termed it. And then a play after that, you you get David Montgomery with a touchdown run, and you're sitting there like, boy, did that go from the outhouse to the penthouse? I mean, that oh. that is pretty extraordinary turnaround. It is, and that's just Justin Fields keeps proving the Bears. He's he's I think he's going to be pretty exceptional. I mean, being the great athlete he is. He changes the game right now when he's still not a, an excellent passer. There were some passes, the sideline throws, two of them. I think he was he missed. Cole Komet on one of the rollouts missed. Um, you know, he's still got some work to do in those areas. But, I mean, the Bears wouldn't be where they are right now without him. And I just I think he's got a bright future, and I do like his growth. So I think this is, one, this is another one of those games the Bears lose, but you're still happy with what you saw from Justin Fields and what he can become in the future and kind of what he is right now. I mean, he's a game changer right now with just with his skill set that's not even – um, perfected to be, you know, to the level where he wants to get to probably as a passer. It was uh, 25-20, and, uh, you know, the Bears came back. They had uh, fallen behind. I, I felt early in the game, Patrick, I'm sure you felt the same way, that the Bears were in such a good position to score, and you thought that they should have been up by more. And obviously yes. that's not just a guy missing a, a uh, an extra point, but, you know, they I, I thought they should have – opted for a field goal, and yeah. then I thought, you know, and, and I guess they showed the kicker saying, no, that's not my distance, yeah. and yeah. I thought they should have opted for a field goal there, so that's another six points, another point if uh, if you think about the, the mixed extra point, and um, I don't know. I, I, it just 
You need every point you can get when you're a team like the Bears. Yes. And do we have a kicker problem now? Oh, I think we must, right? I, I think we do. I'm missing another PAT. That's unacceptable. What is that, number five on the year? Five and what on I the found, year. What I found interesting, too, I went back during the game and looked at some other Bears tape. He missed it from the right hash. He's always been kicking from the right hash. They moved him to the middle, and he made the rest of his PATs. I don't know if that'll be something they'll do going forward. But <clears throat> the 48-yarder, 49-yarder, you've got to be able to go attempt that. I just... I, you know, that's a, the ball's on the 31 yard line. You gotta, you gotta attempt it. You want, I want my kicker to say, heck yeah, let me go try it. Let me go give it a go. I know it was windy. Um, but I just, I, you're kind of hurting your team doing that. I just, you've got to, you've got to say, all right, I'll, I'll take the miss if I miss it, but let me go out there and attempt it. And you know, you're trying to, you're expecting yourself to make it, but, um, I, it's just unfortunate. I just wonder if we do have a kicker problem, if this is maybe Cairo Santos last year here, maybe they bring in some real competition for him you know, next year, or do they start bringing some guys in now? But it is late in the year. I don't know who you're going to bring in now with, with right. guys going around the league. But um, I just, you know, we might have a kicker problem. And the other thing you mentioned too, Molly, was they had three takeaways and only seven points off those takeaways. Yeah. Two missed opportunities. The first two finally capitalized on the third, uh, which is disappointing, especially with this offense. You, you would hope they could put it in the way they've been scoring points lately. And that hurt them, obviously, today to, to lose by five. Yeah, you, you know, if you're winning the turnover battle and you're winning it um, three to nothing at the time, you right. should be leading that game. Yes. It shouldn't even be close. And and obviously, uh, the Bears were uh, were struggling to score, and and you know they end up with 20 points, uh, which is a lot against that team. But mm-hmm. I would I would have to think that you felt like the defense did pretty good to hold them to 25 points, and. Um, you know, it's the highest scoring team in the league. I think they mm-hmm. had scored like 34 points in each of the of their games. The Bears, uh, I believe, over their six-game losing streak were allowing like 33.9. So to hold a team to 25 and a team that scores like that was very impressive. I'm not going to blame the defense. You know, do you, do you wish they could have held on at the end? Yeah, of course. But mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is that you got to score when you get opportunities and you know, look, I mean, the, the players on the field to begin with, we already, we talked about it in the pregame. Who's going to be catching these passes? Who are you going to be relying upon? And then immediately, you know, you lose uh, uh, St. Brown and, mm-hmm. uh, and then Tevin Jenkins goes down. I mean, it just, it felt like a game where you were challenged to keep battling away in it um, because of injury, because of, just a disastrous turn of events for the wide receiver core. Did you ever think you would hear Peterman to Simba Webster? <laughs> when I heard, I was like, oh my gosh, we're late in the wow. season, man. Yeah. We are late in the season. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, they're just outmanned. I mean, that's what it is right now. But I just, again, credit to them of how hard they're fighting, but they just don't have the talent. I mean, this, we, we need an A.J. Brown. Can Clay, Claypool be, be like him? I want one of those. I mean, that guy... He's an animal. He's an absolute beast. And yeah. like you said, Hurts made some amazing throws to him, but he still has to make those catch, kept his feet in bounds a couple times, and um, he's oh, a good yeah. player. And that's just that, to me, was the difference in the game was A.J. Brown just coming up with some of those clutch plays. But it's unfortunate, too, because Jalen Johnson had such a great game up to a point, and then those two big catches he gives up. But they were just those, you know, player on player, great against great, and the, the one guy won. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it, you know, we all know what happened in the game, and I don't think anybody is uh, is like overly disappointed. I'm sure that the, you know, the just lose baby crowd is right. delighted that they were in the game and and um, and they managed to to lose it. So, I, I, you know, I 
and I understand that. And I, I mean, obviously, we've reached a point now where I think everybody kind of uh, is going to struggle to figure out why we're supposed to be happy if uh, if the Bears win. It was just one of those games, you know, you're playing a really good team and you came out and you played very well for yourself. You know, you really kept it close and you just couldn't find a way to get more points. You know, Justin Fields hits a thousand yards rushing. He had 15 mm-hmm. carries for 95 yards. Just a fantastic uh, outing in that sense. Um, sacked six times, you know, maybe. I mean, listen, he, he was under siege. Um, mm-hmm. But maybe a couple times you're kind of like you got to get rid of the ball. You can't be sacked that deep. You know, you're on the 20-yard line. Just throw it out of bounds. Don't get sacked falling backward and, and out of field goal range. But, I I mean, you can't blame the guy that got sacked because he couldn't get protected. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, well, here, here. Uh, and I wouldn't do that. I want to be careful about what I'm saying. I'm just saying right. just well, throw, throw the hell out of it to the sideline. <laughs> you know, just get agreed. rid of the thing. But seeing Justin Fields back there kind of reminds me of Devin Hester as a kick returner. You remember when you would scratch your head and you're like, what are you doing running backwards and running around and all that stuff? But then he'd have the one he'd run for a touchdown. So it's yeah. kind of like, what do you want? Do you want him to continue to try to fight to get out of there and then bust yeah. a 70-yard run or 60-yard run or just burn it? But, I mean, you want you want both, right? You want him to be the – but yes. there's sometimes maybe I, I just keep trying to get out of that pocket because you can. <laughs> He showed some yeah, of the, I mean, the scrambles today yeah. and throughout the year that it's amazing what he's right. able to escape from. And the big run that that came from yes. a sack. He was yes. basically getting knocked in the head. You know, speaking of knocked in the head, mm. Indominus Sue is a bully and oh. a known bully. And when Fields like tries to go down, and this guy comes up and just slaps him in the helmet. Throw a flag, will you, yep. for the love of yep. God? Especially when Indomitian Sue is the guy doing it, yes. and you know he's a cheap shot artist. Yes. Give me a break. I, I, I've, got a, I've got a Sue story for you. When they, we were up in Detroit, tackle happened on our sideline on a third down, and I'm running out there for the fourth down, and he's behind me and tries to push me. Like So I fall on my face, embarrass myself. I luckily am able to hold myself while I'm falling forward. I'm able to still stay up and not – fall on my face. But he's just that kind of guy. He's just in the gamesmanship and that kind of funny stuff. Wow. And I turn around, yeah. I look around, I'm like, oh, that guy? I'm like, thank God yeah. I didn't fall over, though, because that would have been embarrassing. But that's what he does. That's who he is. And you know that when you sign up yeah. and you play against him. That's just what it is. Yeah, and I, and I mean, you know, the, the officials know that as well as you and I do. And I yeah, can't and understand. Sure. What, throw the flag just because it's him. Because he'll <laughs> do that. And everyone knows it. But, it, but it's a blatant missed call. I mean, I, how many of the referees yes. are looking at just yes. everybody's looking at that, and you see that arm come across and go right at his head. Maybe he's trying to go for the ball, but I, not knowing what I've known of him in his past, he's going for the he's, you know He's trying to hurt him. He's trying to hurt him. No. Yeah, he's a bad guy, and that was very upsetting. Um, yes. Okay, so uh, the I'm just looking through here. So uh, the – the leader in receptions is Cole Komet with four. Um, I believe uh, the leader among wide receivers, this is this is unbelievable. Byron Pringle caught two passes, including the touchdown. And Simba Webster. Simba Webster. <laughs> he caught two. Like, I'd play one play and then the next play. He was uh, targeted twice immediately, and he caught them both. So God bless him. Uh, I guess I guess if St. Brown's going to be catch. out for a while, yeah, if St. Brown's going to be out for a while, yeah. maybe we're going to hear his name more often. He's going to get some more career <laughs> catches. So <laughs> it is kind of a – I mean, it's a it's a makeshift yeah. list. I'm looking at it right now of, of wide receivers. It's it's a bunch of threes and fours. And yeah. like we said, this is Valus Jones' opportunity to do something, and he might have he messed himself up 
as well, but maybe not because there is no depth that you have to play him. Oh, boy. They, they got very little options. Um, uh, A.J. Brown, nine catches for 181 Ouch. yards, and I thought uh, Jalen Johnson had a good game. I mean, that, that, that is insane. It is. He was targeted 16 times. So Jalen Johnson, I, wonder how, I think he had three or four PBUs, which is unbelievable. You would you'd yeah. sign up for that every every week as a as a no as a uh, corner, but you it's just it was a great battle. That that to me was entertaining football, and I thought Moose summed it up well. It was I'm glad the referees let them play. You know what I mean? Right. Some of the hand fighting and right. being a little more physical because that was more entertaining for me to watch. But but what a matchup between those two guys! And I thought Jalen Johnson played his butt off. He went against a great receiver and unfortunately lost two of uh, what the 16 targets he probably or what I think he only faced him probably 14 of the 16 times. But that's that's the that's the cornerback position, right? You know, you, you're not going to have a yeah. perfect game, but you gotta you got to come back and, and make a play after giving up a big one. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was something else. I thought the um, the opening of the second half, the idea that you let mm. Boston Scott uh, with the big return, 58 yard return, that that was just a downer. I mean, you you yeah. let up a touchdown before the half, and then you immediately come back. They got the ball, and they just arch down the, the field in part because you give them the best field position anybody could want. You know, it was really rough. Well, then then the Bears, how about the start of the game? <laughs> it was laughable. Right. Two two penalties in 45 seconds, three in the first minute and a half or whatever it was. And I'm like, that's yeah. the bye week? That was unfortunate. But they did bounce back. They did bounce back. They cleaned it up. They made it a game. I just wish they would have won it. I know that locker room is, is hurting right now with seven losses. But, again, just like I said at the beginning of this, it's the, their effort they're playing with with what they have out there, you got to give them credit for that. They're playing their butt off. They're playing as hard as they can. Just their talent level, they're out, man. They just don't have it to compete against these top-tier teams. Yeah, yeah. It, it is, uh, you know, it's very difficult. And, again, you know, I thought even when they were having some good moments and then you see um, uh, the quarterback, Jalen Hurts, able to just drop a pill, like, right down to, to – uh, to the receiver, it, it's just, I mean, how do you defend that? I, I don't know. No. You know, again, the guy, you know, I, I thought that the corner played pretty well against him, but he just was a beast. I mean, yeah. good God, that was tough. But So, Nine okay, let's put, look, 180 <laughs> let's, let's put it this way. That's, let, that's what you're hoping Ryan Poles can do in the future, find a player like that to match up with Justin Fields. And the Eagles did it, yeah. and that's why they're 13-1 and one right now. Is Chase Claypool that guy? I hope so. We don't know. It's unfortunate he couldn't play. But that just makes you that much better. You know, I mean, he made two amazing catches that probably very few people in the NFL can make those catches against Jalen Johnson. And I'm just hoping the Bears can find one of those because it's obviously it showed it was the difference maker in the game today. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, you know, we were kind of hoping that maybe Chase Claypool could be a guy like that. I mean, yep. Chase Claypool's nothing like uh, – A.J. Brown, um, A.J. Brown is a very he, – he's a legitimate number one receiver. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you would have thought that he was going to be a guy that would be traded. You know, I think right. it's pretty extraordinary right. that Philadelphia managed to get him, but that's because they've done very well in getting other things. They leaned into developing their quarterback, and they made a huge offseason move, as big a move as anybody in the league, getting a guy like that when you already had a Devontae Smith and they didn't – you know, they never settled for being done at any position. They just kept trying to get better. They, you know, it, I, they were joking around. I think Moose was joking about Kelsey. Someday he's going to decide he doesn't want to commit. They've they've got a draft pick. They've already is waiting behind him. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. they're they're 
they're going to be in good shape moving forward, right? I mean, it, it's just the way they've gone about doing uh, what they're doing and building this team. And frankly, you know, as much as, as we enjoyed the Bears playing them close and all that, um, that's going to be like a dynasty team potentially. Like, they, that's a problem. They're going to be around for a while. They are not like a totally like long-in-the-tooth type of team. They could right, be good right. for many years to come. No, that's, this is what you saw a team that you want the Bears to become, right? And a very similar yeah. style quarterback and everything you're watching, you're hoping the Bears do. Build up their O-line, build up their D-line with the depth. Have a stud tackle in Lane Johnson who hasn't given up a sack according to Pro Football Focus since middle of 2021. I mean, that's just, you know, you get guys yeah. like that that are, you know, Kelsey, one of the best centers in the league, if not the best. You, you know, that, that's exactly, you saw today what you want the Bears to be and hopefully Justin Fields can can become what Jalen Hurts has become. Jalen Hurts' numbers, besides today and his two interceptions, this season have has been incredible. And that's, you know, that's everything you saw on that sideline um, for the Eagles is kind of what you want the Bears to be in the future. And hopefully Ryan Poles is, is, is like a Howie Roseman and can build a team like that. Yeah, here's hoping. I mean, that, yeah. that would be Fingers awesome. crossed. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not saying he can't. I'm just saying. Right. You know, we, just, we don't know. He's got an opportunity, though. Let's see. Yeah. 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 I hope you're right. Um, I mean, you look at look at um, uh, uh, Hassan Reddick getting a couple of sacks in that game. That guy was a monster. He's just like a he's a problem, right? I yes. Mean, yes. He is a problem, and that is that is his uh, third straight year uh, getting um, ten sacks plus three different teams. Uh, you, you know, you you look at where he was with uh, with Carolina, or first with uh, Arizona for four years in Carolina, and now with the Eagles, and you say to yourself, like, wow, you know, if you had a guy that could get 10 sacks for wherever he lands, you know, get a guy like that. Sure. That would be a – he's a hell of a player, man. Unbelievable. Yeah, oh, he is. He's, he's an excellent player, and, you know, it's this they, – they really struggled up front. They struggled with games as well, and what the Eagles did a couple times to really – challenge the Bears offensive line is lined up five down so everybody's one-on-one there's really no help you can get in there and they had a couple sacks off of that and then a couple sacks off the twists and games which we've seen the Bears struggle with that and then last week against the uh, the Eagles when they played the Giants they were killing the Giants with their games inside and they did it with the Bears today all right the number is 312-644-6767 give us a call let's get your reaction to this game and uh and the Bears coming close, playing the best team in the league, very close, but unfortunately uh, not able to get it done. And that is a 25-20 result. We'll, uh, we'll be back with your calls. It is the postgame show. We've got the great Patrick Manley. It is Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 of the score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And now it's time for the Scores Bears postgame show with Mully from the Mully and Haw Show and former Bears long snapping Iron Man Patrick Manley on Sports Radio 670 The Score, Chicago's home for Bears fans, always live on the free Odyssey app. It is the postgame show, and congratulations to Justin Fields, the uh, the Bears uh, lost the game, but Justin Fields became a member of the 1,000-yard rushing uh, group in the NFL. He joins Lamar Jackson, Michael Vick as uh, the only other player to gain 1,000 a a yards rushing in a season. He hit that barrier with a 95-yard uh, performance on Sunday. He needed 95 yards. He's exactly at 1,000 yards, and it was good to see him come back in the game, Patrick. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, obviously, that must have been a cramp as opposed to a hamstring going on him, so that's good news. Yeah, I think that's the word, and also I think uh, Everflu said that Jenkins, everything seems okay right now, which is great news because that is scary. You just never know. Um, You know, whenever you see a player go down like that, you just – it's – you don't know what's going on. It's hard to continue a game. You just hope the best for him. Um, you know, I saw it with um, Johnny Knox. That was just really difficult to see. Oh, and God. You think about him, and you just hope, yeah. you know, hope the best, and um, hopefully everything is okay. But, you know, I had a lot of – I had a couple friends text me, like, what is he? what are they doing bringing Justin Fields back in there? I'm like, he just had the cramps. He went and got an IV, yes. and he came back yeah. out. We'd be my right. guess. They're not going to put him out there if he had a little bit of a pulled hamstring. Um, but you, you, you play the game. I mean, you get cramps, you play the game. But – what I don't understand is he's had cramps two of the last five weeks, four right. weeks. I right. don't understand. They need to fix that one. Maybe bring Rusty Jones back and give him some more chicken broth. <laughs> we used to drink the chicken <laughs> broth in the cold in the warm weather, the cold light. weather games. Was, yeah, was there Pedialyte not Pedialyte chicken broth. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what we had all day long, all day long. <laughs> We're gonna get to everyone's uh, phone call three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. But I think um, you know it's I I always try to remind people when you talk about like really cold weather games. And you can speak to this, Patrick. Mm-hmm. You, you know your your likelihood of getting dehydrated in a really hot game is very obvious. Your likelihood of getting uh, dehydrated in in a really cold weather game may not be understood as well, but you are as likely to be dehydrated in in kind of the extreme temperatures, be mm-hmm. it extra hot or extra cold, just because of all the gear you're wearing, of everything you're doing to try to stay warm and the, and the way that you sweat during uh, that sort of a process, it's not unusual to have guys get a little bit dehydrated. And what I was told, I don't know the science behind this, if this is true or not, but it's, you know, it's like the shivering. Your body's trying to control yourself when you're cold, that you're trying to, you know, you're exerting extra energy to keep yourself warm. 
So that can cause dehydration as well. I think that's what Rusty Jones told us, or somebody told me that, and I believed it. So I don't know <laughs> if it's true or if it's science. So you know the way the world is right now. Don't don't believe what I say because I'm not a doctor. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, yeah. let's get to the phone lines. Chris is in Evanston. Hey, Chris, how are you? Hey, all right. What's going on, y'all? I really thought we were going to uh, scrape a victory there till the end. Uh, I want to tip my hat to this young secondary out there playing outstanding. I love the adjustment. I hope that we stick with it. I think we should have been doing it a lot longer, which is take our best corner and every week put him on the best receiver. Wherever they go, you have him go. He played a great game. I mean, at the end, A.J. Brown got him. It was a perfect throw, but he played an outstanding game. Uh, so tip my hat to these, these uh, young defenders out there. Got some good pressure going against probably the best offensive line in football. Uh, as far as Justin Fields, I mean, I, I keep saying it every week. When are we going to start throwing the ball? He's a great runner. We know that. That's established. Congratulations, 1,000 yards. Is that our game plan for the next five to eight years, to have him run for 1,000 yards a year, or are we going to develop him as a passer? Who, who do you every want to throw to? Chris, who do you want to throw to? You, you watched that team. You saw who was out there. What do you want to do? So, so again, that comes down to the GM. This is what this is the product you put on the field. So, so is that the game plan? Is to put him in harm's way? Every single rule in the rule book is designed to protect your quarterback from getting hit behind the line of scrimmage. So, we're going to continue to to put a game plan out there. We have we had what was it? Thirteen points heading into the fourth quarter. I mean, it, it looks great. The stats are great. The highlights are great. It's not a winning formula to me. I, I just don't think we can have prolonged success like that. We need a quarterback that can pass. No, I, I agree with you, man. But the, the thousand yards—they didn't all come off quarterback design runs. There are a lot of scramble yards, you know. So that's just him being an athlete and, and being able to escape the pocket um, with this poor O line up front. So a lot of those yards are, are not designed by Luke Getzey saying, "All right, we're going to have quarterback sweep, quarterback draw, quarterback power." That's him just making it with his legs. And once we get an O line that can protect him like the Eagles and Jalen Hurts gets, I think that will help his progress as well, and you won't have to see him escape the pocket as, many, as much and take the hits. And I, and I do think that they will get to that. I don't mm-hmm. know that it will be this year. No. I, I think the plan is to develop him as a passer and to use his extraordinary athletic ability as you do so. But I think that for this year, anyway, and you, you said something interesting there. You, you mentioned the offensive line and you didn't use a complimentary term, I think that we had been kind of like, wow, isn't this offensive line a lot better than we thought it was? Well, now you go against a team <laughs> right, that, that is like a lot better than – you know, you want to measure yourself, how did you do against those guys? Well, guess what? You were pretty much exposed, and you've mm-hmm. got problems that, again, you know, sometimes you don't even know you have a problem until you find out you have a problem, and I think they've got a lot of problems on that offensive line and I don't think that uh, I don't think they are a top ten unit. If uh, if that's what Pro Football Focus said during the week that they have been you know rising steadily and started at thirty two or thirty one and now we're top ten. I, I don't buy that. No, I, I think what they've been asked to do, uh, if you go off of the schemes and the movement passes, and obviously in the run game they've done a really nice job, and they did earlier in the year with just David Montgomery before they really put in. Justin Fields' uh, running game, but but if you do the the, the five-step drop-back, three-step drop-back, or th- five-step drop-back with this offensive line, just straight up, they can't they can't protect. They can't do it. I mean, they showed today 
a few times they tried, and what happened? That's when he got sacked. I mean, most of them were off of that. Most of them were off twists, and there were a few off the putting five on five. You got one-on-one blocks, and they couldn't get it done. All right, let's try uh, Jeff. Jeff's in Las Vegas. Hey, Jeff. Hey, guys. Nice talking to you. Wonderful show. I just have a very simple, um, I don't know, basis for all this. This Bears team just does not have enough studs on it. They have one stud, their quarterback. Like the Bears teams of the 80s and in the past had multiple studs, defensive line, offensive line, wide receiver, running back. This team does not seem to have that. There might be some wannabe studs, or maybe they'll grow to become studs, but right now they have one. That's a problem. The more studs, the more successful you're going to be. You know, I I, I, I think David Montgomery is pretty good, Patrick. You, you said something on the pregame. You mentioned you hoped he got a contract. Mm-hmm. I agree with you completely, mm-hmm. and I wish we had stopped and talked about that for a second. But, you know, he proves his value week in, week out. He had 12 carries for, for 53 yards. He had a, a touchdown. I mean, he's just a really solid, good football player. Yeah, I think he's a complete back. I just, I hope the market, I hope he does. Well, I hope he gets all the money he can. But I hope for our, right. uh, for us, he doesn't get priced out of us being able to afford him to come back to the Bears because he's a complete running back. He can play all three downs. He's very good out of the backfield. He's great in goal line. Um, you know, he's he's good between the tackles. He's running nice outside. He's very good in pass protection. Um, I, he's, you know, he's right on the verge of calling, you know, a star blue chipper, whatever you want to call it. What was it? Ernie, of course, he said the team normal winning t- or Bill Polian said the uh, winning team needs what? 10 to 12 blue chippers. Yes. Yeah, the, the bears don't have many of those. I think maybe no. Jaquan Brisker can become one. Right. I could put him up there. Jalen Johnson yep. is, is right there. I don't think he's a star, but he's right. He's like right on the verge of that blue chipper. And I think that's kind of all they've got right now. I don't know if Cole Komet would be a true blue chipper. There's a change in the game. But we no, talked about the pregame that I yep. think he's a extremely solid NFL tight end that's very versatile. That can you you can use him with his hand in the ground. You can use him in motion. You can use him in passing game. Uh, but they are they're a long way off. Uh, like Jeff said, they're a long way off from players of, of of the caliber that that we looked at today in the Eagles. I mean they've got they've got them everywhere. They definitely have them all over the field. And you know it, it, uh, David Montgomery, as you mentioned, also with three catches for 28 yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So two touchdown. Two touchdowns on the day. You know, I, I don't know, given how many positions they're going to need to improve, I don't know how you get better if you let a guy like that walk. And everyone's response is always, well, you know, you can get a running back anywhere. And you got uh, Khalil Herbert, who could be back next week. Mm-hmm. I think that David Montgomery is a more complete back, and he's a yes. heart and soul type of guy. And, and I mean, I don't understand why, you know, I can understand why you don't want to give him like a large contract, but, uh, you know, pay him a going rate. And he's a guy that you don't have to then go replace. I think he's a really good player. Yeah. And what, what do you say? 125 million. That's got to go somewhere, right? Yes. You can't spend. It's got to go somewhere. So why not give a little bit of that to him or whatever his market value is to him to keep him around to continue growing this team? I think, I think he's earning that and he has in my eyes, but there's, 125 million. Yeah, they're probably going to go spend a boatload on one player and then go down from there. And but I think Montgomery should be in that in that conversation of of getting a contract extension. You know, and I always think it's a good idea to uh, reward one of your own who's played yes. very well for you because it tells the other players in the locker room. It does. That's what happens when you commit. And you you know play that guy's a that guy is totally committed. I mean that guy yes. works his rear end off. So I, I would 
have no problem with them giving him a, a contract. And I understand the value of uh, of a running back as much as anyone. And I'm not saying to, you know, get out ahead of your skis. But, you know, as we mentioned this morning when we opened, Dansby Swanson has signed a <laughs> seven-year, $177 million contract with the uh, – with the Chicago Cubs, and, you know, you don't do a lot of hitting uh, in the NFL uh, on the offensive side of the ball, but that guy's got some good hands, and he could catch. Yeah. So they could have used right. him today, maybe next week. Yeah, what do bring, you bring him in. Just get, Well, he might need them. Just, they might just need bodies now that St. Brown is down. He can just come in for practice. Check him out in practice. <laughs> They're going to need some bodies out there. Oh, my gosh. All right, we've got Joe. He's in Kenosha. Hey, Joe. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking a call. Love the show. Merry Christmas to you. Bless you. you. Hey, um, you know what? I, I sure hope they don't let Montgomery go. Um, he He's a fantastic player, and you, they have so many other holes they have to fill. They desperately need offensive linemen because when I see Braxton Jones, I mean, come on. When a defensive tackle disappears to your inside – you know that they're doing a, 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 a what we used to call an end fire, where the inside defensive tackle is going to loop around the end, and the end tries to take the tackle and occupy the guard, and that's exactly what happened, guys. That's high school stuff. I mean, if you if I would have done that at Gordon Tech when I played there, I would not be playing the next week. Seriously, it's it's ridiculous. When you have a guy who's claiming, and I know they're rebuilding, but you know what I'm afraid of? You know, losing is like a disease, and once you catch it, it's hard to get rid of it. And we do have lots of holes. Gentlemen, have a wonderful holiday and love your show. Talk to you Bless later. You, Thank Joe. you. Thank you. Thanks very much. And Joe, Joe, I mean, they really do struggle with twists and games. I mean, it's it's yes. almost it's it's almost embarrassing. But what's tough now is you have these young players in there like a Braxton Jones, they have a limited amount of time during the week, during practice, that they wear pads. You've got to kind of go right. through those full speed. You can't just walk through them and all that kind of stuff. You can't. You can work on your footwork and steps, but it's a lot different when it's full speed and there's contact there. And you don't get a you don't you don't get enough practice right now in the NFL. And that's just the way that's been bargained, the collective bargaining of the limited amount of times with pads on. But yes, it's it's tough to learn, and they they really struggle with it. And it's 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 really bad, really really bad. It's it's unfortunate too to see Cody White here struggle with it as well, who's somebody who's been a, a solid guard for the Chicago Bears for a long time. Right, right. And, and I, you know, again, I think that when you start looking at that offensive line, you you got to take a, you know, a very serious you, – you would hope that they will, they will you know, sign a guy and maybe mm-hmm. draft a guy. I mean, you got to yes. hope that they'll be able to help that position in, in as many areas as they can because – I don't know that you can sit here and say, well, you know, look what they have. I don't know what they have. And I don't see a lot of, I like, you know, I like guys that, that, that fight hard and that play hard. Yeah. I, and I'm not saying that they're, but they're, they're like, they, you know, let's see what happens in the weight room in the off season. I, yes. I really think that a guy like Braxton Jones, he's got to change his body. He's got mm-hmm. to change his, his size and his legs and be able to hold up against those bull rushes and be able to, you know, it's one thing, the mental aspect of the game. Another thing is just being physically capable of doing what you have to do at that position. And the only way you're going to get better is by spending all your time in the weight room. That's, that's a big priority of his right now. He's got to, 
invest in somebody, invest in some sort of training system. And I don't mean like money-wise. I mean just find somebody that can make him bigger and stronger. Find somebody that can make him a better version of himself. And that is very important because he's just got to get stronger. And what was funny is you said you like players that fight hard and play hard. I want good players that fight hard yeah, and play well, hard. Yeah, well, that's it. That's, that's what that's we it. need. Right, right now, they were fighting hard and playing hard, but we need good players that do that as well. And listen, I, you know, along those lines, I really hope Jack Sanborn is okay. Yes. Uh, he left with an ankle, and that looked pretty bad. He was really moving poorly as he left the field and, and couldn't return. Um, that, that kid has played his rear end off. And how about him? catching Jalen Hurts yeah. from behind on that one play. That was pretty special. I, I, Molly, I was you know shocked. Well, they said four seven eight four seven three or whatever he yep. ran in the combine. Yep. But some people have football speed. That was football yep. speed. Yep. You know what I mean? He ran behind. I don't know if the, you know he took his, took the angle from behind and was able to catch him and, and, and get him down. That, that, that kid plays a lot faster than a four seven forty, and that's 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 good for him. And Hopefully he can turn that into something, but he's had a good year so far, and it's, it is too bad to see him go down because that's another one you want to continue to evaluate and let him grow in the NFL level. All right, 312-644-6767. We're going to get back to the phone lines. We'll take your calls next. It is the postgame show here on The Score. Eagles come out of the huddle. They have barely touched the ball. The Bears have also swiped him. Kyler Gordon with an interception and a three and out here today. Twin safeties back deep. Hurts in the gun. Got to keep it himself. Coming to the near side. Being chased. And he's got from behind by Jack Erlacher. That's what they've been calling him anyway. The guys in the locker room. The jackhammer tracks down Jalen Hurts from behind. A gain of two. Second and eight. I think we better stick with Sanborn. <laughs> oh, that is uh, that is the broadcast from WBBM. That is uh, Jeff Jodiak, who's nicknamed him the Jackhammer, uh, and of course Tom Thayer, who uh, didn't seem on board with it. Pretty funny stuff there between the two of them, as always. Um, you know, I, I you, you always worry about injuries uh, in a football game, and you, and you see a very scary one with. Uh, Tevin Jenkins early in the game, you know, it, it was obvious that Equinemius St. Brown, that's a concussion that mm-hmm. sent him out of the game. Uh, he'll be in concussion protocol. I don't know what that means for next week. Uh, and, and certainly the Bears are running out of receivers at breakneck pace. We don't know uh, when Chase Claypool will be back. We know that uh, that he was not available today with uh, with the uh, the knee injury out of practice all week and uh, in a walking boot of sorts, mm-hmm. I guess like a giant brace on the knee. Um, and, and you, But you see a guy like Tevin Jenkins, and Pat, I, I just wonder if indeed they say now that maybe it's not that serious and you hear from people saying that, uh, that, that he could be okay. They don't believe that it's related to his lower back surgery from a year ago. But the, the thing that, it, you know, when a guy suffers a stinger, right, and that, mm-hmm, that that's a mm-hmm. very pleasant way of saying it, I suppose, but mm-hmm. but when you um, when you suffer some sort of of uh, paralysis as a result of a neck injury, that is really scary stuff for a person to go through. And and I remember years ago talking to Brian Cox about that. He was, mm. I think, in Miami and suffered a really bad injury and in maybe a preseason game as a rookie, and he did not have like big money at that point. And he spent the night in the hospital. And if you remember him, he always played with like a neck brace on yes, as a sure. result of going through that. 
as a rookie. And he was always – it was just something that, you know, he's in the hospital and he's wondering, like, what am I going to do if, with my future? What will I do, you know, moving forward if I'm indeed, you know, paralyzed in some fashion? Really scary stuff. Yeah, it is. And you just – the stingers are, are different for everybody. I got a funny yeah. – Roberto Garza was the guard on field goal, and I – I'd get him pretty bad in like my last, last year or second of last year. And he'd always be like, come on, man, you give me some more help over here. I'd be like, Stinger, my, it hurts. But they do. Everybody has a different level. Some people can play through them, I think. And then what's scary, I, what I've seen is that it can, the inflammation and, and the problem can become more severe. And is, is this something they need to shut him down for the year to let the inflammation get down uh, right. so more stuff doesn't happen? I don't know. Like I said earlier, I'm not a doctor about cramping, but um, I just hope this isn't something that's – that, that, that hinders his career, like you were talking about there with Brian Cox. I hope this is just something that wasn't that big of a deal but was scary when it happened, and you have to take precautions and do everything when that does happen, but thus hopefully he comes out clean, and, and all that, that's all it was was just a precaution and everything's okay that he can get back out there. All right, 312-644-6767. Yeah, you're, you know, it's just scary, especially mm-hmm. when a guy has a back history, but yes. those apparently are unrelated, so that's good news to hear. Um Let's try Stephen. He's in Columbus, Ohio. Hey, Stephen, how are you? Good, guys. I wasn't really expecting much after watching an incredible World Cup game today. Oh, don't tell no, me a thing about it. it. I, I don't, recorded don't it. Word. Don't say a That's word. Illegal. Don't even... All right. Jeez. Listen, all listeners that are listening to the pregame, the postgame show right now, that is off limits. Do not ruin <laughs> Mully's night. Okay? Uh, I'll just leave all it right. at that, okay, Mully? If anybody says right. it, you can never call back to the score. <laughs> yeah, I've been, okay. I have been working all okay, day, so... and I've been unable to watch it, so please. No, 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 no. I won't, I, won't, I won't spill the beans, but you will love it. Anyway, so I guess if you're into the moral victories, I guess this game, again, was a, uh, a decent outing. Um, I know a lot of was made about this week how the Eagles were going to be like a blueprint for the a Bears uh, offseason rebuild, and it turned out to be you know really really true. And you know Bears took a lot of blunt with the you know uh, you know offensive line not able to deal with the stunts, giving up six sacks. Cody Whitehair looked like a completely shot player today. Um, you know, the receivers, you know, uh, Jalen Johnson did a great job against A.J. Brown until late in the game. And, uh, you know, the Bears certainly need to figure out, you know, what to do with the, um, you know, the receivers. And unfortunately, because of the kicking issue, uh, you know, with Santos, whatever he's dealing with, uh, you know, the offensive line, Leatherwood looked like a complete, uh, you know, a bust. You know, the the shopping list just keeps on getting longer and longer as the season goes on. And, you know, you know, watching, you know, Tristan Ebner fumbled and Vilas Jones does the same thing oh, yeah. today. It just, uh, you know, it just depresses me. And, and and I know Ian Cunningham and Ryan Poles are doing their darnest, you know, tr- taking trips together, uh, you know, try to, you know, scout players and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, the... Like I said, the shopping list just keeps getting longer and longer. And, you know, I just hope that, uh, you know, whatever the plans they have in free agency and the draft, they better nail this. You know, whatever they did this off offseason, uh, it, it's encouraging to a degree. But, you know, Jones's fumble uh, you know, and all that kind of stuff just really taints the, uh, the draft to a degree. This off season, you know, Ryan Poles better nail this to, to justify what he did this year with the uh, yeah. what could be like a 10 game losing streak tonight. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. guys. All right, buddy. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, 
Pat, seven game losing streak. I don't know how you. Ugh. I don't know how you get through it. I don't know what it's like going into a locker room. I don't know how you keep your spirits about you. It, it, it's just a sad. It's, it's reality. difficult. It's it's really difficult. But again, I'm impressed with how the team played today with their effort. You know, he's building a culture. He's building a brand. He's building um, a standard there, and. It is hard to go in there on a losing streak. It is hard to go in after losing tough games like that to to continue to prepare and go out there every Sunday and play your butt off. And it seems like everybody on that team is playing hard. And I know that you know it's, people don't want to hear that because you're losing, but that is part of it. You want to see if he can build his his brand and his standard and keep it there. And guys are playing that way. We saw it today. They went they lost by five to a, to the arguably the best team in the NFL, and they played hard. I mean that's that's the only way they stayed in that game in my opinion. And that's encouraging to see. I think what the staff is doing right now with these guys is encouraging, but there are a lot of holes. And let's just hopefully we don't have a kicker hole as well. Yeah, I hope you're right. And, and I, I think that that is the reality of the league is that you you don't even know what holes you have. And they <laughs> could be bad holes. I mean, you're, yeah. you know, when you're in the midst of this sort of a rebuild where you're kind of stripping it down and you're going to start from scratch – it's it's a fair point that to say you feel good about uh, the middle linebacker. You feel good about a few members of the secondary. But you don't really feel good about anyone on the defensive line. We, we saw Mike Pennell for the first time. You saw a player that took advantage of an opportunity on that defensive line. We haven't seen that yet. And I mean dating back to when they traded Robert Montgomery. Uh, Robert Montgomery. Robert Quinn. Mm-hmm. You know, we just haven't seen any sign of, uh, of of improvement from that group. And today, you have one guy that had a pretty damn good game, and, and it changed things a little bit. It, you get one or two guys stepping up, that changes things a little bit. Yeah, and guys like him, they're playing for roster spots to potentially come back to be on the Bears roster for training camp next right. year. Right. And that's that's another reason why you're going to see guys play with effort and and. and go out there just because they're professionals and they want to continue playing this league and they know they're putting tape out there not just for the Bears but everybody else but he did he had a good game he hasn't had a great year but he had a, he had a darn good game today and I was I was impressive and it's and it's good to see guys like I said it's good to see guys still playing that hard and being able to have a game like that that they it shows because they're they're, they're willing to put that effort in and put the time in to, to study and do everything during the week. And Jalen Hurts had a good game and he had 17 carries for 61 yards and three touchdowns you know they do a great job uh, on the on the goal line stuff. Uh, he had 315 yards passing. He did throw a couple of picks, uh, and but and the Bears actually sacked him. That happened. I saw it. <laughs> but he got hit a couple times. I he mean, did. he got crunched one time, and then he had a big man kind of land on him another time. And that's that's a little scary if you're an Eagles fan watching that game. That was they were in a much tougher game than they thought they were going to be. That, that's the physical part of the Bears, what the effort they were playing with. That's exactly what it is because you go back and watch some of the tape of Jalen Hurts, and they talked a little bit about it in the broadcast, that he doesn't take the big hits. He does a good job of sliding. He does a good job of getting out of bounds and, and just avoiding something like that. But that's credit to the Bears and how hard they were playing. They were hitting and playing hard. I mean, that one who was it, Joe Thomas faced yeah. him up and just, oh, that was, that was impressive. That's, that's a clinic hit. Yeah. That's what you put on the clinic to show a 10-year-old how to tackle somebody head up, Facing the chest and driving back like that—that was—that was outstanding. That was a nice play. It was play. a crunch too. It was yes. like as as loud as the doink for God's sake. Yes. Oh God. Fox <laughs> did a nice job with that, replaying it and putting it with the 
Not the doink. The doink was what the doink. I hate the doink, the sound of a doink. The double. But, yeah. go, but when they cut right to that play right again and so you could hear it yeah. again, that was a nice job by Fox. That was fun. I, mean, I was like, that's – Yeah. I love the can, cracking of pads. That was great. Oh, God, you could – yeah, it was really something else. Let's get back to the phone lines. Mike is in LaSalle. Hey, Mike. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. We're good. Uh, well, Pat kind of stole my thunder there. I was just going to say, uh, you can tell these guys aren't giving up. You know, they're still playing hard. And, uh, and we didn't have hardly any, you know, we don't, I don't even, I don't even know who receivers played today. And, you know, I mean, our, our top guys were out. We, we hung in there with the, you know, the best team in the league. We haven't been blown out really this year. So at least we have the effort there to tell these guys aren't quitting. I'll hang up and listen. Thank you guys. Thanks, Mike. It's, it's funny. It's just that this, to me, when I got here in Chicago and we weren't very good and, you know, it was like, all right, we might be losing, but let's hurt them. Let's get after them and hit them hard. And that's just kind of the Chicago way, and that's the way they play today. They played with a lot of effort. They hit hard. They tackled hard. Um, but, again, we just we keep saying it over and over. They're outmanned. It is what it is. But it's encouraging to see how hard they played, and they played. They didn't give up. You know, and when, they, when the Eagles came down and scored, they didn't give up. They went back down and scored and made it a 25-20 to 20 game, and that's another good thing to see. You know, we mentioned it in the pregame. It is just a very weird reality that the Bears are now um, 0-9 coming out of a bye week. And that dates back through various administrations. I believe Tressman, Fox, uh, 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 Nagy, and now Mm -hmm. Eberflus. That, you know, that's got to stop. I mean, you can't, you can't have a week off and then come back and lose. I, and I don't care. I, I don't care if you're doing something completely different or not. It's just, it speaks to kind of the disappointment that your football team has been when you can't win out of, and I, I think it's, it's partly a measure of talent, you know, partly the fact that they've struggled at the quarterback position, partly coaching issues, but, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's great to see him try, and partly opponents, right? We know yeah, three well, of sure, those sure. Were, were, you know, the Green Bay Packers. But I'm glad that they played hard. It is, it is you know, we are giving away kind of, you know, moral victory bouquets. That, that 100%. Is, you know, we're th- getting to that point. Yeah, we are, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's sad. I mean, that's not the NFL. So I, I think that you got to keep that in mind a little bit. But – that's a weird reality. The nine in the row, Mully, that's a wild stat. That's a really wild stat, especially when you go through Nagy, who had some decent years, right? He yep. had some talent on that team. He had a very good defense for a couple of years, and they couldn't do it either. That's just it's, – it's very – it's a shocking number. It's just a weird number, and I, I want to go back. I might actually go back and start looking at all the opponents who they played, what their records were, right. where they were injury-wise, who played for the Bears. But um, it's just an odd stat, and it does need to stop, and hopefully it does next year when, when – Hopefully the future Bears are being built. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, you start looking for common denominators in that, uh, Patrick, and you, you know, you, you know, uh, ownership, team president. Yeah. You know, it's different general managers, it's different coaches, head coach. It's, it's hard to uh, to look at that and say that there is one reason for it other than some organizational problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just they've just they've real. missed they've they yeah it's true. I mean it's that's why we've had so many coaching changes, so many GM changes, and that's why we are here where we are right now. Um, maybe now that Ted Phillips is retiring, that it won't happen next year. Maybe it's him. 
No, I'm well, just I, I'm I mean, just I don't think it's Ted, but <laughs> I don't no, even I'm know who's kidding. replacing him yet. Have yeah. You, have you been? No, have they, I have not. Have they brought no. you in yet? No? No, 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 no. <laughs> they don't talk to former players. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> they just offer you $5 an hour. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Let's try, yeah. Oh, let's try Michael. He uh, He's listening online. Hey, Michael. Yeah, that's a couple of things. I know another one of them close losses, that's what they do, right? The same formula. But I'm going to ask you this question. Okay. Does Santos have a job next year or even this year? And Bayless Jones, three drops this year cost them games so far, right? Three of them? Mm-hmm. Well, you know. I mean, he does fumble two balls, fumble two games, two balls cost them a game. Today he fumbled again. And one more thing, one more thing. Um, as far as that's concerned, uh, why was on that last play, Jalen Johnson, right? Why was he not on number thir- uh, on Brown? Because Brown, to me, I got Brown got the best on the deep ball. So why was he not on him on thir- on that last play? That's a good question. I thought the same thing when I saw that. I, I don't know, and I'm sure our uh, reporting staff will probably ask that because he was following the entire game. I don't know if it was a formation thing. I don't, I don't know what it was. I don't know why. That's a good question. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know the answer to that question, but it's a good one. And uh, let's keep it going. We've got day. Is it Greg? I'm sorry. Greg's in Chadwick. Hey, Greg. Hi guys. Uh, this is mainly toward uh, Patrick. Uh, everyone's talking about the bears need to, be real aggressive today. And uh, for the most part, they were. Mm -hmm. But my question is, at the end of the first half, the Bears had the ball with 18 seconds left. And Fields just kneels it down and runs a timeout. Why wouldn't you try, not a Hail Mary, but a deep pass? But what I, I, I I'm okay with that. I understand it, but I, I'm okay with that. I think it's just kind of situational football that, you know, you could be aggressive and try that. But what are your chances? Um, I think you're just done with the half and you move on. Uh, I, I, some people might have different philosophies on that. Might be more aggressive, but me, that's that's what I saw when I saw him doing it. I'm like, that's I'm okay with that. Yeah, it looked like they were ready to get to the half and kind of regroup yeah. a little bit. And you know, um, if you think about it, before the the Bears kind of. Um, eliminated whatever chances they had defensively with around the trade uh, market. They were they were doing pretty well earlier in the year of getting to the half and making adjustments. I think they even bragged about some of their defensive adjustments because it meant teams weren't scoring touchdowns against them in the second half. Now, I don't know that there's any adjustment you can make when you're when you're kind of down players as mm-hmm. much as they are. So. Um, I, I think that at that point they just wanted to try to get out of the half and not make any more errors. And you know, I'm sure and they, they were backed up pretty... too, right? Weren't they backed yes. up on like the 20 yard line? So that's you know, exactly. an 80 yard touchdown is just yeah. It, it's it, yeah. And much. then yeah. and one thing today, which I noticed, and, and I don't know what you thought, is that Allen Williams dialed up the blitz a lot, especially on third down. Yes, he and did. I think maybe maybe we are going to see that more in the future and just say, all right, DBs. Try to make a play on the ball with more one-on-one coverage back there, but I thought I saw a lot more pressure there, and and it worked out for the most part. And, and obviously, with Jalen Johnson having some PBUs early off that, which was very impressive. And a lot of games and stunts. It looked like yes. early in mm-hmm. the game they were filling up the the rushing lanes, and they were doing different things that I don't know I've seen them do before. Yeah, 
Yeah, and that, that's encouraging. So that's maybe one of the adjustments they decided to do and just say, all right, you know, we'll see what they do against the Bills. Maybe it's just an Eagles game plan thing, but I, I liked what I saw and I, they executed it pretty well. I mean, holding them to 25 points, uh, an Eagles team who's leading the league and scoring, that's, that's, that's not a bad day. All but right. Not good enough. We've got to get to a break. We will be back with your calls. 312-644-6767. Are you pleased with the result? Are you disappointed? by the Bears uh, stacking losses the way they have? And do you see it ending at any time? I mean, the Bears are probably more likely to lose out than not at this point, if you're being fair in your assessment of of what they look like and and adding some injuries to that. Uh, Very curious to know what people think of that fact. 312-644-6767. It's the post-game show on the score. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 